Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who've been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman. Your host want to welcome you to today's podcast, today's episode. Thanks for joining me, men, and uh, hope you like kind of the new uh, set here today. Got a little different look here today, a little more homey. How do you like that? Well, we're going to be talking over the next several weeks here um, about what I'm going to call a to-be list. That's right, a to-be list. You know, a lot of times we as men, we live by our to-do list. We got our calendars, we got our day timers now through electronics. You know, we've got our Google calendars, our Google Docs, and, you know, we're, we're just living off that task list and that punch list and that do list. And men, if you're married, you also got that very important honeydew list. That's right. Well, we're going to kind of go right to the root of the issue, and that is we're going to talk about our identity and what we are to be. You know, I heard somebody say, I think it was actually a comedian, you know, who said, you know, we're not actually human doings, we're human beings. And so it's all about being. And we're going to talk about a couple things that as men, we need to be um, as husbands, as fathers, as just sons of God, and just wanting to be a blessing and shine the light of Christ in our world. So we're going to talk this week about the first two things we want to be, and uh, that is, first of all, we want to be present. Be present. That's right. A lot of times we can be so focused on what we're going after, what we got to accomplish, the different tasks that lie before us, and all of them very important, very important stuff um, that we give ourselves to, that we focus on, that we give our energy, our talent, our finances, all of that, our time. Yet, we want to make sure with the people in our lives, especially our family men, uh, wives, children, um, and of course, you know, if you're a son, you know, present in your home with your parents, or your siblings, um, our family especially, but also other people. You know, even if you're in a business meeting or you're in a some sort of a Bible study, you know, with the technology today, it's so easy to actually be in a room having conversation with people. And it used to be kind of the younger generation, but I get with a lot of adults, and believe me, men, even with adults, people are sitting around in a room talking, and there is conversation happening, but a lot of times people are on their phones. They're they're returning texts, they're returning emails, um, they're kind of thumbing through social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and all while conversations going on. And even sometimes we see this happening even at the dinner table. I mean, we'll be at the dinner table. Now, we have a different rule in our family, in our home, you know, you know, no phones present and that kind of thing. But again, a lot of times people are sitting around the dinner table, and even though conversation might be happening Um, we're not always fully present. And so that's the very first one I wanted to kind of launch our conversation is let's just be present. And, you know, there's something that um, God asks of us as we go through all these different to-be lists, but here's the thing. He never asks us of anything that he's not doing himself. And how many of you men are you thankful that God is present He's the ever-present help in time of need. Aren't you glad God's not distracted 
when it comes to you? Aren't you glad that God's not distracted when you know, you're in a time of crisis, you're in a time of need, we need to go to God in prayer? Aren't you glad that when we pick up that prayer phone, you know, speaking with an analogy here, you pick up that prayer phone, you know, you put in a call to heaven, and aren't you glad you don't get God's voicemail? Aren't you glad when you shoot God a text? <laughs> I know I'm having a little liberty here, but I'm, you know what? You get the point. Aren't you glad God's not distracted? Aren't you glad he takes the call? Aren't you glad he takes the text? Why is that? He's present. He's present. He's not, he's not distracted. Now, he's God, and he's able to be that present with you and that present with me and that present with everyone else. Anyone who will call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. So God's able to completely be present with everyone. That's something he can do that I can't do, nor can you do. So it's not about you know, us trying to pull that multitasking thing off. So I'm present, I'm present, and really we're distracted. No, leave that kind of being present up to God. Now, when we, we talk about being present, we literally mean put the phone down, you know, put your eyes on people, make sure both ears are open, and we're listening. It's one of the greatest gifts that we can give people is just that we're present. And again, I mentioned family. Fam, family is one of the most important places to practice being present. But also, again, every other relationship deserves that respect. Every other conversation deserves that respect. And so how many believe that Jesus was present? You know, if we're going to aim our lives at Christ likeness, how many know Jesus was present? He was fully present. I'm thinking about the woman with the issue of blood. She pressed through the crowd. She touched his garment. He stopped that momentum happening that day. He was actually going to Jairus's house, and while going there, he got interrupted. Literally, the woman with the issue of blood took the healing, didn't even ask for it, was actually going to try to sneak away, but he realized virtue had went out of him, so he stopped, asked who did this, and then it says this. He began to ask her some questions, and it says, she told him all the truth. In other words, he sat and he listened. And men, how many of you know women, they like the details. They like, I mean, we can kind of give that snapshot, you know, snapshot recount of what happened in the event. But a lady, man, they see so much more detail. And they want to talk about all that detail. But notice he took time in the urgency of the moment, knowing that Jairus's daughter was at the point of death. Now think about the magnitude of that. And I know that Jairus was concerned, but I mean, who's going to interrupt the Lord and say, you know, Lord, come on. So, I mean, he, he obviously bit his lip. He didn't say anything. But what happened in that story in Mark 5? Some from Jairus's house came and they said, Jairus, obviously they spoke to him privately. Don't, don't trouble the master anymore. Your, your daughter's dead. Jesus overheard that. And then he looked at Jairus, because how many know he can be present with that woman? And he's still going to be present with Jairus. And the fact that she died doesn't mean he's not going to be present. He's going to keep his word. He said, I will come and heal her. And so he said, Jairus, don't fear. Don't fear. Only believe. And a lot of times, men, the reason we're not present Sometimes we're having that inner conversation, sometimes worries, anxieties, 
um, our plans, our schedules, our feelings, all those kinds of things can cause us to get distracted. But I want you to realize how present was Jesus to not only be there for that woman, to hear the entire testimony, and then to look at her and say, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole from your plague. And then, of course, the rest of the story, praise God. Like Paul Harvey, here's the rest of the story. (laughs) I dated myself with that comment. Some of you men watching this, young men, you'll have no clue what that is. Just look up Paul Harvey um, and the rest of the story. Anyway, here's the rest of the story. He goes to Jairus' house, and of course, he ends up not just healing her. He had to raise her from the dead. So he raised her from the dead, healed her, and kept his promise to, to Jairus, meaning he was fully present. He didn't allow the pressure of one need to distract him from not being present. He was able to be present, and that's who God is. And if we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, we're going to be able to be present in the times we need to be present. And we don't have to let pressure from circumstances, pressure even from feelings and emotions of others to then jump on us to where we get distracted, we get our focus broken, and we're not present. I hope this is helping, guys. I'm I'm getting encouraged myself. You know, I'm sometimes giving a, a good talk here, but listen, I'm the first one tasting what the Holy Ghost is serving up. I mean, I'm just sharing from my heart under the unction of the Holy Ghost, but I promise you, men, I'm being encouraged here today. This is something we can all work on. This is not something that we just do. We get it figured out. Okay, got the merit badge for that. I accomplished that, passed the test. No, this is going to require constant monitoring. This is going to require constant effort, constant attention for all of us men to just simply be present. In fact, I think one of the names of the compound names of God, you know, you got Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord, our righteousness, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer, you know, Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. One of them is Jehovah Shama. The Lord is present. The Lord is present. The Lord is present. See, God is present. And we as men made in the image and likeness of God he wants us to be present. He wants us to be present with our kids. And, you know, I'm obviously uh, spent some time last night with a, a wonderful couple here in our region, and they've got some younger children. And, you know, our sons are now adults, so we don't have young children. Our next whack at that will be with grandchildren, and that day will come in the future, I'm sure. But, you know, being around this other couple, younger couple with the younger children, brought back some really good memories. And I was really impressed with this couple, how not only were they really engaged with us as adults, um, they were really engaged and able to be fully present with their children when things came up. You know, they were really governing that whole dynamic really well. The, The children, you know, maybe a little times got in there a few times, but the beautiful thing was they were fully present with that, those two young children, that little boy and that little girl. And, uh, you know, it's just, in other words, my, point in saying that is that it's possible it's possible in those circumstances it's it's possible when we're just adults getting together that we can be fully present and a lot of that has to do with james 1 where it says be swift to hear and slow to speak and sometimes we practice that verse in reverse if we're honest we're quick to speak 
and ever slow to listen. But I love what my son said one time. He said, Dad, I don't think it's an accident. We have two ears and one eye. I'm sorry, one one mouth, not one eye. Where did that thought come from? Um, I was trying to imagine while I was saying that what it would be like to have one ear. Um, because God could have just gave us one ear, but he didn't. He gave us two ears. I don't know if that was for visual optics or if that's necessary. I don't know. I didn't create the human body, but we have two ears. We have one mouth. And so the question is, and the obvious point is, we must be quick to listen. That's part of being present, is practicing our listening skills. Now, I promise you, men, this was nowhere where I planned to go today. But I'm telling you, God's really highlighting some important things, some really, really practical things. In fact, let me let me mention this about communication. Um, when I was going to high school, going to college, I took a lot of courses on communication. And one of the things that I remember from uh, both high school level and college level communications, I remember the emphasis on when we're learning about communication, some of that had to do, we uh, took courses on speech and things like that. And so how we sit and how we present ourselves, you know, our body language, our verbal language, our word choice, all of that's important and how we communicate as far as speaking what we want to say. But that word communication is not just what I'm saying. Communication is, is the exchange of thoughts. And they say that effective communication depends mostly, in fact, 80% is the consistent percentage I seen when I was going through uh, college and high school. 80% of effective communication is good listening. Because, again, a lot of times we're not really wondering about what we want to say or what we feel or what we think. But most of the time, where does the breakdown, where does the argument begin? Where do the feelings get hurt? Where does the shrug shoulders come from? Where does the huff come from? You know, whenever you're trying to have a conversation with your children, with your spouse, with your wife, um, you know, with people, where does that come from? A lot of times because people don't feel like they're being heard. They don't feel like we're listening. They don't feel like we understand what they're saying. And yet a lot of times we may think we know, but most times we're loading up what we want to say. So the important thing is we want to be present. We want to be good listeners, use both ears, and then engage one mouth. In other words, keep the priorities right. Let the priority be to make sure I'm listening, not just preparing to speak, not just waiting for them to be quiet so I can say what I'm feeling. And again, this is easy to talk about. This is easy to unpack, you know, from a teaching standpoint, what we should do, how we should behave, how we should conduct ourselves. But the practice of real life is going to take a lot of discipline. You know, a lot of football teams are going back into basic training. They're going into, you know, summer camps, you know, to get ready for the NFL season. What's that mean? They're going to start going over the basics, going over the basics, going over the basics. And these are men that perform at a professional level, and yet they never get away from the basics. They never get away from the need of exercising the basics. And so that's a beautiful thing, even for us men, as we want to become skilled. It'd be good if we could become professional communicators. God's a professional communicator. Think about what he's listening to today. There's a lot of prayers going up to God right now. God's listening. God's present. Yes, does he have something to say? 
Are many people even going to stop to listen to what he has to say? Is he going to be ignored and yet he's going to be talked to and then yet ignored? Probably. But he's patient and he's kind. He's listening. He's present. And he's our father. We're his sons. And we've been made in his image and likeness. In other words, we have the capacity with the fruit of the Spirit, with the presence of Holy Spirit in our life, we have the capacity to be present. Obviously, we can't be omnipresent. That's God. We're never gonna <laughs> we're never gonna take a crack at that. What I'm getting at is copying him like Ephesians five one says, Ephesians five one and the Amplified says, uh, copy him. You know, imitate God like children do their father and copy him. You know, kids don't have to be told, you know, to do what their parents do. They will do what their parents do. Children do live what they learn at home. You don't have to coach them in that. It'll just be there. And it's the same with us. We can be like our father, maybe not from an omnipresent, you know, sense, obviously, but we can be present and we can all work men to be more and more present with our families, with our wives, with our children, with our coworkers, with our pastors, with our parishioners, whichever side of that you're on, uh, friends, family, just let's just work this week to practice in every conversation to be present. Amen. Well, hope you've enjoyed the conversation this week. Hopefully you'll share this podcast on your social media platform, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're listening on Spotify or some other platform, hopefully you'll share this with your family and friends and other guys. Let's get some more guys sitting around the table involved in the conversation. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't checked out the YouTube, if you're just listening here today, go to YouTube and check out Spelman Ministries on YouTube. You'll see a beautiful playlist of different podcasts, all the the recent months of the podcast, whether it's Marksman, Roar, Crowned in His Glory, or Family Mission, all those are on a playlist on our YouTube channel, and you can go back and dive in and just find lots of different topics being discussed by different members of our family. So encourage you to check that out if you haven't went to YouTube lately. Also check out our website. If you haven't been to our website recently, we're continually updating things there. Lots of other free resources there. Um, all the comment, you know, the description below here of the podcast, you can get all that information. You can get an email link if you want to send us a prayer request or a question, maybe something you'd like to talk about here on Marksman. You can communicate with us via email. All those uh, connections and, and links are in the description below. But again, thanks, men, for being a part of Marksman. And so until next week, I just declare and, and proclaim that we are going to be fully present in every conversation. And let's press into it, men, this week in the name of Jesus. Amen.